This episode of Dear Jessamine has profanity, sex talk, weed smoking, and a bunch of other shit that's just not for everybody. You also may not agree with the stuff we say or how we say it, and we think that's great. We promote cannabis medicine to people over 21. If you're not 21, come back when you are. Should I read that again? Uh, right now, or can I read it? Yeah. Yeah. Dear Jessamine, I'm curious about how asexuality and polyamory may intertwine. I'm a 27-year-old woman, and I consider myself asexual. While I've never been in a relationship serious enough or long enough for me to feel comfortable discussing this, as I get older, I wonder if polyamory may be an option for how I pursue long-term relationships. Let me explain. I don't know if I'll ever feel comfortable having sex with my future partner, just as I don't think a person should ever have to have sex if they don't want to. I also don't know if it's fair to ask someone to maybe never have sex again if they want a relationship with me. Would polyamory be a way for me and my partner to both have our relationship needs met? I don't know how this would take form. I think it would involve discussions with everyone involved, but I've been thinking about it. What do you think about an asexual metamor or being a metamor to someone who is in another relationship with an asexual person? Have you ever experienced it? Thanks, Jessamine. <laughs> Thanks, Jessamine. I just like when they thank you. Uh, okay. Do, should we get into talking about this? Please. I love this question so much, mostly because sometimes I think that I'm asexual. Mm. And so hearing other people talk about it, I'm like, okay, cool. So what is asexual again? <laughs> like, explain that to me fully. And I actually, like, looked up the definition of asexual, if you're interested. Oh, where'd you look, at, look? Where'd you look for it from? I did the most thorough search that I could. I typed it into Google, yeah. and I'm reading the very first thing that Google her. has. I um, got <laughs> the trevorproject.org. Oh, okay. Uh, which I both want to shout them out, because what I know of what they do is amazing and important and helpful to the queer community. But also... Uh, I like their definition. I'm sure it's great. Can I read mine and then you read yours? Totally. Okay. My definition is asexuality, the quality or characteristic of having no sexual feelings or desires. Feels a bit, (laughs) feels a bit uh, reductive, but okay. And like maybe clinical or something? A bit clinical. Um, But what we know about asexuality, at very least, is that it's a sexual identity, just like any of the rich and robust ones that you and I Mm -hmm. claim Mm -hmm. uh, fully. And so it's got to be, but there's got to be some better out there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, Baby Shark wants to be in the recording. He's like, what the fuck, guys? Is there a male person here? You know I hanging out without me? You know I can't have that. This is bullshit. Okay. the TrevorsProject.org says, asexual people, also known as ace or aces, may have little interest in having sex, even though most desire emotionally intimate relationships. Within the ace community, there are many ways for people to identify. And then it goes on this really lovely uh, page. Wait, can you read that for me one more time? I reckon I can. Asexual people, also known as ace or aces, may have little interest in having sex, even though most desire emotionally intimate relationships. Within the ace community, there are many ways for people to identify. 
And then it goes on to say, asexuality isn't abstinence because of a bad relationship, abstinence because of religious reasons, celibacy, sexual repression, aversion, or dysfunction, loss of libido, fear of intimacy, or an inability to find a partner. But aces might want friendship, understanding, and empathy, fall in love, experience arousal and orgasm, choose to masturbate, choose to engage in sexual activity, choose to engage... Uh, choose to not engage in sexual activity, be of any gender, age, or background, have a spouse and or children, biological or otherwise. Can you read the very first part of it again one more time? I know you've read it multiple times, but reading it for a friend. Uh, I'll add this. It's important to remember that asexuality is an umbrella term. It exists on a spectrum. Asexual people, also known as ace or aces, may have little interest in having sex, even though most desire emotionally intimate relationships. Within the ace community, there are many ways for people to identify. Thank you so much for reading that so thoroughly, so well, so many times. I think I might be asexual, based on that Trevor Project definition. I really appreciate how they wrote that, because it's like very inclusive. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure asexual people still enjoy fucking, but that they might, some people might enjoy sometimes but that it's like it's just not it doesn't it's not the most important thing and I don't it's something that I'm kind of coming to as I get older and I actually don't really feel like I remember when we talked about this on Instagram live that somebody was like uh you know label they were kind of talking about like labels are the problem Mm -hmm. like if you try to identify too much with any one label like you might put your identity into a box in a way that like it doesn't really need to be and that's kind of how I feel about this that it's like I don't know if I need to claim asexual or anything but like I do feel like a lot of that makes sense to me and so this person I just really appreciate their candidness because this is uh excuse me maybe more maybe more common than I than I know than you know we know. I definitely will say this. I haven't spent a really long part of my life knowing much about asexuality or spending time learning more. And so this episode has given me sort of an opportunity to just make sure that, like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And that, like, it, it doesn't need to be something I'm an expert in because I don't identify as a, 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 asexual. Well, I feel like the thing that this person is really saying is that they do want to have relationships but they don't feel comfortable asking somebody to get everything that they need solely from them Mm -hmm. and that they're like cool so does do polyamory and asexuality go together like what's good i mean i like how open-minded in some ways this person is being but then again i think that a lot of what they're asking is coming from a real fear-based place that like they're not good enough they won't be good enough for the person who loves them so they gotta strategize i relate a lot to this idea of like okay my future partner i don't know who they are yet but by god i'm not gonna limit their sexual experience you know and i think that like I said this on the IG Live too, that I think I worry that this person feel, well, I worry that this person is young, number one. They said they're 27, didn't they? Oh, I guess they did. Yeah. They seem young. I don't, I mean, I think this is pretty reasonable. Like, I mean, I don't, and not to say that like, if you're young, you're being unreasonable, but I think that like, this is a pretty, like if, I don't know. We know people who are older than 27 who have not been in a long relationship before. And like, I feel like this person is pretty much saying like, I don't know, like maybe I want to have a family with someone one day or like maybe I want to be in a long term relationship. Mm -hmm. But like, 
is it cool for me to go into that knowing that like I'm not interested in having sex with them at the amount that that person might need but like I, you know I think that first and foremost what I'm saying is like they're counting out the idea of having a long-term relationship with an asexual person for instance who maybe won't yeah. have these mystery sexual needs that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's neat to be like, okay, I'm not like, not neat. I think it's just true reality. I'm not like everybody else. One of the ways that I'm not like everybody else is this way. If I want to boo up with somebody, I need to at least open my mind that they'll have needs that I'm not interested or capable of or wanting to or gonna fulfill. Yeah. And what you're saying to me is really emphasizing how polyamory and asexuality i think do go together can because it's like they or like yeah they can go together because i think that polyamory is always asking for that like radical honesty and it's always needing to come from a place of like just let people know what's good with you like straight up right off the bat like write it down if that's best for you Mm -hmm. and best for them like don't don't deceive people Mm -hmm. and monogamy frequently there is a lot of deception and I think that it would be deceptive to go into monogamous relationship knowing good and damn well that you can't offer somebody what they like that what they are needing from a partner if you're in a partnership where that one person is going to fulfill everything for you Mm -hmm. if you walk into that knowing that you can't offer them things then like it's kind of fucked up for you to do that like I mean Yes and no. I mean, I feel like it's this territory. I'm not calling you out for this. I think this is a prevailing myth of society. It's you don't you don't owe anybody something that they they haven't even talked. They haven't even explored as a need. Like, why are why are they compulsory needing all this sex that this asexual person is definitely never going to provide them? I think it's just I'm just saying, like, they could (coughs) meet and fall in love with somebody who for whom this isn't the kind of issue that they're worried about. Do you know what I mean? I fully feel you. And I still think that in that situation, what ends up happening is that people feel deceived. Like if they, I kind of don't, I don't sure, I mean, sure, it's sure, fine. fine. I just want to yeah, yeah. talk this through. But I feel like more often than not, there's at least a period of like, oh, I didn't know this about you. Thank you for letting me know that the way that you identify is different than how you led me to believe in the beginning. And like, I think it's the lead to believe that I'm struggling with because I think that it presumes a normal that like not everybody is and they don't owe you identifying what you think is normal and then telling you what you, you know, something different. I mean, I just think that I think that monogamy frequently lends itself to dishonesty. Period. Oh, yeah. Deep dishonesty beyond identity. It's like people just like lying about very basic things. Yeah. I feel like it's going to cause a problem later because you are not actually making space to accept a person for who they are you're accepting them for what you're looking for from them right and i think that i'm sure there are a lot of very ethically monogamous people i just don't really know them i'm not saying that they don't exist i think they must be out here the hoes are monogamous like i don't know people are out here but i just don't i haven't really seen that 
practice so that I'm, it leads me to believe that polyamory, which I think should be defined at its base level as radical, radical honesty. honesty. Yo, I was just thinking that too, that like we have these ways that I don't think everybody defines terms and identities that we use, but like I think of queerness as just creativity. Yeah. Just like expansive creativity, like in yeah. every direction. Um, and I think of polyamory as, as radical honesty. And I think of justice as just like freedom focused, mm -hmm. liberation based, you know, like, mm -hmm. so like, it's funny, like these things that I live by, that like I define this really particular way that I don't know that everybody would, but yeah, I feel you, poly mm -hmm. being radical honesty in that way. And I think that asexuality, like if you walk into a relationship, no, I mean, it's the same as letting people know, like, anything about you it's like yeah this isn't this is, because people are gonna be pissed if they don't know like later it's gonna be like i mean this is something that i feel like happens to me to a certain extent is happening to me in my sexual relationship is that what how i was in the beginning of the relationship and who i am actively today are different in terms of sexual desire and i think that because there was not communication about that that there are a lot of assumptions about like definitions and it comes down i think to not great communication and that that communication starts with the communication that i have with myself mm -hmm. and i don't think it's anything that i should have known before now or like need should have gotten figured out before i got into this relationship but it's like it's just something that is and um so that regardless of like when you when it when it's clear to you all that matters is that it's clear to you and you express it but that putting an emphasis on that kind of communication for me feels like the most important thing if you are in any kind of poly relationship regardless of if you're asexual or not does that all make sense yeah i think so and also i think that the first relationship that we should all have is with ourselves. Like, I feel like the first relationship that you have is with yourself. And instead, sometimes, especially in monogamous relationships, it becomes that the first relationship that you have is with this other person and how they feel and what they need and what they're looking for. So that if for some reason there's like a disconnect anywhere in there, then it's like, you're not actually taking care of yourself and I feel like that radical honesty is a part of taking care of yourself so that you can be honest for yourself to yourself and that that then turns into being honest with other people mm -hmm. I also feel like the inherent flaw with monogamy is that it frequently requires asking people to make their life decisions based upon what makes us comfortable, what we've decided is gonna make us comfortable. And like, there's so many things that are going to make you uncomfortable that I think it's unfair to ask someone else to just like basically create a padded reality for you. What do you mean? Like if someone's like, I don't want to see my partner flirting with anyone else. Like, don't don't flirt with anyone else. Don't talk to anyone else. Like, don't be attracted to anyone else. Like, and it's just like, why? Because you are afraid of what is going to happen 
if that happens. You're afraid that if your partner looks at somebody else and thinks that somebody else is attractive, that they're not going to think you're attractive. Mm -hmm. That's not even how that works, but okay. Then it becomes like, you think that if they go out with somebody else, they're going to have more fun than they do with you. And then they're not going to like you anymore. It happens though. <laughs> no, it totally happens. It's how my last 100%. relationship ended. But it's like, maybe it needed to end. Sure, <laughs> I don't sure. know. You, you know. know that about me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I feel like being afraid of the dark doesn't make it any less dark. Like, just because, oh, what's up? Yeah, that's just like not, I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like that's like not, um, kind of like it's not advice that in that kind of moment or in that kind of like headspace or with those kinds of fears coming up like it doesn't you know it doesn't feel like the kind of it's hard for me I can say to access this idea that like okay being scared of this doesn't make it better or worse or right or wrong or if anything it makes it harder <laughs> but like and you can know that when you're not like sort of caught up in the emotions of it but I think that you know, love is messy and totally nonlinear and like trauma also in the way that the two impact each other, you know, I feel like makes it super confusing. Um, I mean, I think it's evident in the question a little bit too, where this person is like, okay, I got to make sure like I know all about this thing so that, and I have to be open to polyamory so that just in case this person isn't getting what they need from me, like, and I'm not doing enough. You know what I mean? I don't know why that's like the per that's like the prevailing tone I get from this question. And I love that it is that it feels so real and honest of a question. Like I'm hey, I'm stuck with this. Like, can you help me figure this one thing out? But I'm also like struck by how it seems like imagining a future and like trying to prevent like negative outcomes from something that doesn't exist yet. It doesn't feel that different. To, it actually doesn't feel different at all to me from me being like, okay, cool. So I'm not going to get involved with somebody who's monogamous. Like, I'm just not mm. going to do it because it's going to be, it's going to be not the type of situation I'm trying to be in. And I feel like this person is like, cool. So maybe I just shouldn't get involved with monogamous people because maybe that's not what I can offer. Mm -hmm. And like, I just think, I think it's respectful. I think it's like um, being respectful of yourself and respectful of like your boundaries and what you need as a human being. And then knowing what you can offer somebody else. So you don't get into a situation where you're being asked to do more than you're able to, to do. And I think then that's, it's unfair to the other person. It's unfair to you. It's like, it just strikes me that they never said they're poly. So they're like, should I explore this? this yeah. way of living <clears throat> that you and I understand as an identity without really identifying that without saying like, I think I'm Paul, I'm asexual. I think I might also be poly. Do you think that would be helpful for a relationship? Yeah. They're saying I'm asexual. I'm never going to give my partner what they need. Maybe we should, maybe I should be open to polyamory. I see what you're saying. I mean, I'm not a speech pathologist or whatever, <laughs> whoever goes into like knowing well, I feel like they're just using the language that sure, they okay. understand and that they're like, I also think that because there's no public discourse about this, people don't, they're just like, so is this what I should do now? I mean, yeah, yeah. it actually kind of, <laughs> in the way that you're 
because I feel what you're saying. That reminds me of the uh, like straight women who are like, should I be a lesbian because I can't find a man or like I'm 55 whatever. and I've been single for 20 years. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, do you, you might like, maybe not, but also do you like eating pussy? I don't know. <laughs> like maybe you do. I don't know what your life is. Maybe you, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's, if, I feel like uncovering shit inside yourself is messy work and that it's hard to like know exactly. I mean, even like what I'm talking about, like, am I asexual? (laughs) Or like, is that, mm, I don't know. Does that taste right? Does that feel right? I don't know. I feel like it's just, this person's trying to figure themselves out. And honestly, like, I'm just glad that there's somewhere where we can all talk about it together. Because I'm trying to figure shit out too. Did you have more written down? I did. Um, I wanted to say that I really feel like sex is not the most intimate way to connect with somebody. And like, I feel like you can have very intimate relationships with people that are a hundred percent non-sexual, more intimate relationships than the sexual relationships. And I feel like it's, if that's, if you're trying to have that kind of connection then I think it is possible to have that kind of connection in a polyamorous relationship. I, I mean, I think also that we're all just like needing different shit from each other. And that I think the sex deeply complicates things so that if you're like involved with somebody who is having a sexual relationship with somebody else, like, I don't know how that's going to affect y'all's relationship. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's, but that's what relationships are like I don't I think that we think that relationships are supposed to like again create like padded realities for us where it's like we're like like oh I'm held from the fact that death is coming and that there's like bad shit that's gonna happen in life and that actually like all I can rely upon is myself and it's like relationships just don't do that like ultimately really the people that you're in relationships with just teach you annoying shit about yourself that usually I feel like I didn't want to know where I'm like then annoyed at the person for reflecting me to myself and it's like it's that's why people like I'm single and loving it because I'm like you're chilling you know what I mean if you're in relationships it means that you're really trying to learn about yourself and you're trying to learn about other humans and think that's like a it's not as pretty as fucking teen movies make it look. <laughs> they make you think it's supposed to be pretty. And they make you think the sex is so important. And that you're like, if you have like good sex with somebody, then it's like, oh my God, we're meant to be together forever. What is your favorite teen movie? First thing that comes to mind, go. 10 Things I Hate About You. I was thinking that too. <laughs> oh yeah. Iconic film what's your favorite part of the movie you, baby. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. i love a grand gesture yeah so him up Aries. on the um <laughs> him up on the uh bleachers oh oh my god oh my god do not throw a hundred plus leaflets down a corridor oh that's amazing i just need to that kind of marketing sexy boy yeah excellent my favorite part is julia styles dancing on the table at the party <laughs> and she's drunk oh that movie is so 
when did oh, that become fuck. your favorite scene would you say when, mm, when you were doing some the day things? i came out oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i love julia styles man yeah. nah man that was like we watched that like every trip in school when we would ride a charter bus uh-huh. it was like pull out that vhs <laughs> to I saw your VHS tapes upstairs of Star oh, Trek. Yep, you know the you ones my yoga block. <laughs> yoga block. And I was like, wait, I have a VCR. Like, what if I've never seen them all? And I'm like, they're just right up there. I, I, if those still work, then VHSs are like Shout one of the most incredible inventions ever. I have used them as yoga blocks like hard, so I would be surprised if they still I work. I super bet they work. Yeah, I bet they do. Actually, should we take a? Take I'm a not that interested. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, That's fine. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, okay, just to wrap this up, I really feel like, I think it's definitely possible for an asexual person to enjoy a polyamorous identity. And I feel like you can, I feel like you can discover shit about yourself in any way, shape, or form that you do. There's also this little thing, sorry, to throw in here, uh, that I'm sort of uncovering in the last several years, which has to do with curiosity and um when you're writing into like radio shows about polyamory potentially being something you want to do it's probably true that you do on some level have some interest curiosity or like question about yourself um and that identity because like monogamous people who aren't interested in polyamory aren't asking people if they should be interested in polyamory for the most part i mean if they are and the other way around yeah yeah totally totally not like so, Chip and Joanna. What about How do them? you do it? Maybe they Will and Jada. Oop. They're not pop, Will and Jada are our polyamorous auntie and uncle. uncle. We've been saying that. They've been <clears throat> doing it for decades. They've been out in public about it. It's so funny too because it really did take like some breach, confusing choice, getting caught up on young dick, something to like tarnish their image, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. for them to like talk to us about it. That's how it always happens with the truth. Nobody wants to tell the truth. They just want to, like, pretend at you. But I don't even think they were pretending at anybody. I feel like no, they were they're just like, get out of my business. business. Yeah. Literally. I feel like she was literally just like, I want to talk about it. It's almost coming from a place of, like, why do you care? It's not right. your business. Like, right. worry about your own fucking life. I don't want to bore you with the same bullshit that's happening in my life that's right. happening in your life. She's like, damn, if you don't call me up my name and act like and make turn it into something that it is 100 percent not, then, yeah, we can talk about it. But like, otherwise, I'm just going to live my life, please. Thank you. Dang. I mean, I'll tell you what. I've yet to watch the Red Table Talk in question. It's worth the watch. I know you saw it. I've, it's on my it's in queue for me in terms of media <laughs> consumption. But um I appreciate hearing it's worth a watch because, like, otherwise I'd just be like, man, they were like the last, like, really famous stronghold, you know, of like mm-hmm. top secret poly truth. Mm-hmm. Um, have you got something there? I do. What's up? It's just a message. I'll oh, tell you that when we're done. Oh, I see. Well, it's not about women, Jada. I thought maybe you had something to add. Um, yeah, I'm just like, I have always low key looked up to them. I mean, if, if if you want to be in partnership with another human being, they're a great role model no matter what. Mm-hmm. But to have this added, like, rumor that they, you know, ha- like, live an alternative sexual relationship lifestyle, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, that they're not each other's only 
sexual outlet and that's mm. been kind of like true for a long time mm-hmm. and it makes sense with like the truth that other people who are who have been in partnership over two decades and you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's it's really common people pretend like it's like <sighs> a lot know, of relationships cheating or like it's a lack yeah. of like it's a breach of something it's like no i think a lot of people are like i don't want to fuck you anymore you know, like no, uh, people are like, "Bitch, I'm busy. Yeah. We have kids. Right. You have a job. I have a job. We got. I. I'm a whole ass person. Right. I have oh. laundry to do. I have. I a whole me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally, it's like, "Bitch, I'm RG. busy. Like, I just. I really. I feel like it's hard for people to accept this idea that." The only, the person that you need to be most concerned about at the end of the day totally. is your damn self right. because that is a lot of pressure and it feels like like oh no like I need to be able to share this load with someone even if you're in partnership with somebody you're not really sharing you're not sharing the load of your self understanding and acceptance with them and I also want to just throw in there two things number one listeners at home yes she genuinely believes this uh, what Number two. (laughs) What does that mean? I think it means that number, it's a segue to number two, which is that not everybody believes that. And I think that when you're at different parts of your journey around what self-love means and equals, like, Mm -hmm. you know. What's the other opinion? There are probably a billion, but my opinion, (laughs) my understanding is um, that, you know, we as human beings are, social creatures were meant to be um mingling with each other throughout our lifetime um learning from each other experiencing each other having conflict with each other growing from that growing from all of it and um that there are these sometimes you your star chart aligns and you um want to hang out with people more often than less often and i think that it is you know, just like a creative um, way to, I, you know, way to have resources to like share those together. And however many people make sense for you, however many of those you also have sex with, um, all of that can be as creative as you are, but that we're supposed to be in this together for the long haul as humans. And we're supposed to find the people that make the most sense to do that more closely with. And then the people that make sense to do that more at a distance for some people that's an extended family for me that's not really an extended family that's like an extended queer family people I make up so I don't know I mean I think it I think there's as many ways to live this out I think also like this all can change at any time you can learn or go through your Saturn return like this person asexual person is gonna do in like five seconds and everything can be flipped on its head and you can think a thing for a really long time that you that isn't true anymore for you and I think it's just about surrounding yourself with people who want to grow also and that y'all can grow near each other and that you can reach out and have each other's backs because you're close enough to do so. I completely agree with all of that. I just don't think that any of that is going to result in fully accepting the self. Like I, I think that being, I think that being in community with other people is frequently distracting from that aim that it makes it harder to see ourselves because we're so concerned with seeing other people 
that then it comes back to a question of balance in all things you know what I mean like that we're striving for that with ourselves and with other people and I know that my I know that a lot of what I'm working on is like recovering from this idea that codependency is actually like relationship codependency as a relationship structure Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and I think you know it doesn't serve me long term it's really hard to find autonomy and agency and a structure like that and I get all the like flaws in it do you really think that or is that something that you're like trying out well I'm definitely trying it out but I do see both in my dating history and like my mother and like I mean I come from a long line of very codependent women and that being like a you know like an early on early on not having a sense that there was really any other way um and then sort of living that into adulthood and relationships and then being like there's something not working and I just don't know what it is Mm -hmm. and then seeing this other option or these other kinds of options being like okay I'm going to try that. So I'm definitely in the trying it phase, but I do see inherent flaws in codependency. I mean, the way that I describe it is like, I thought for so long that I had to build half a person to meet somebody else's half a person and Mm -hmm. we make a whole person. And that is not actually true for me anymore. But the transition is difficult, especially for somebody who hates the middle space. So that's the whole story. (laughs) My dear. Um, But yeah, I'm really curious to, we have this person's email. I kind of want to like, do an update episode in a couple years after the Saturn return. <laughs> Just see what's good. Do you know what I mean? Let us know how it goes. <laughs> Let us know. Keep in touch um, as the moons come and yeah. the moons go. It's a time. Can, are we? What do we say? Drop page. Dear Jessamine is a production of Tender Fire Media. My producer and co-host is Ash Danger Phoenix. Original illustrations for each episode are by Janie Leopard. Visit her on Instagram at Janie Leopard. Our theme music is by Fruit Snack. Give your ears a treat at fruitsnack.bandcamp.com. I'm your host, Jessamine Stanley. Check out The Underbelly Yoga, my digital yoga studio, the free trial at theunderbelly.com or at The Underbelly Yoga on Instagram. Check out We Go High NC, our cannabis justice initiative at wegohigh.info. You can follow us on Instagram at wegohighnc. No one should be in jail for weed. Makes it super confusing. Um... Are you hearing the rest of our house? Oh, yeah, I know. Keep Sorry. going, please. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I think it's evident in the question a little bit, too. Tender fire. Drop page. I reckon I can.